Hello and welcome to a very special 4th of July episode of Empire Sports Talk. I am your host, Roman Gennaro. It is 4th of July while we're recording this. Happy Independence Day to everybody. I'm wearing my red, white, and blue. I hope you are too. A great day of baseball, barbecues, and friends. Hope you're enjoying it. But I'm going to be sitting here recording a podcast for you, so let's get started. The NBA free agent period is just a few days old, and yet it has been full of big names, signing contracts. Draymond Green returns to the Golden State Warriors. If you listened to my last podcast, you know that I think that's a mistake. I think they I think they chose Draymond Green over Jordan Poole. That's why they traded Jordan Poole to Washington. And I believe that Jordan Poole is more valuable to them right now as currently constructed than Draymond Green is, but they chose to keep Draymond Green. He's back for four years. Kyrie Irving decides to stay with Dallas, and I, for one, am excited to see what a full season, a full off season, and a full season of Kyrie and Luca can be. I I think that while last the while last season was a disappointment and they went from fourth place to out of the playoffs, I think there was a lot of things to do with that, and I think it was it was chemistry and timing and fatigue and a lot of things. So I'd like to see what a full season does for Dallas. And I don't think they'll miss the playoffs again. I still think they need to build a better team around Luka and Kyrie, but we'll see what happens. NBA champion Bruce Brown signed a deal with the Lakers days after Nuggets coach Mike Malone promised he wasn't going anywhere. So far, the Nuggets haven't done anything in free agency to to kind of stay where they are, which is on top of the basketball world. So we'll see what they do. The Lakers bring back both Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell for next season on lucrative deals. DeMontis Sabonis stays with the Kings for $217 million. So there have been a lot of names flying around in free agency. James Harden opted in with the Sixers because he didn't want to do free agency, which rules out Houston. He does not want to stay in Philadelphia, so they're working on trade packages with him. The Clippers look to be the likely destination. It's not my favorite destination, but the Clippers look to be the likeliest. But the the main buzz around the NBA this week is that Trailblazers star point guard Damian Lillard, after 11 years with the franchise, has requested a trade. We all kind of knew this was coming. And yet it still it still is a little bit surprising. He he had asked the Trailblazers instead of using their third overall pick on a young player to trade that pick for for a star. And I know at some point, I don't know how seriously, but at some point a Paul George trade was being discussed with the Clippers. That did not happen. So then we expected the trade request to come immediately after that. They did not trade the pick. They drafted Scoot Henderson. He met with the team and and seemed to be fine with with their choices at first, but now has asked to be traded. It's it it was the it was the worst kept secret in the NBA that that Damian Lillard um, would and it's and to some should request a trade. Uh, he he has said that his preferred destination is Miami. That's the only place he really wants to play. Brooklyn is another pos- uh, popular destination. At first, Portland had said they were going to 
work with Dame to get a trade to somewhere he wanted to be, as they should. He gave them 11 years and they gave him nothing. You know, they, 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 they made the Western Conference Finals once. Um, the, the, the franchise only has one championship, and that's back in 1977. And we'll get more into that in a bit. He's asked for a trade. He wants it to be Miami. Brooklyn's also a, po- a possible destination. Apparently, Miami has already made an offer for Damian Lillard, and they and Portland was not blown away. They they have since changed their tune on working with him to give him the trade he wants, and said we're going to trade him whatever to wherever works best for us. And I get it, you're running a franchise, but this is a guy that's given everything to you until you finally just just stopped. A lot of times, players make requests and they don't have the clout to do it. They don't have the the right to do it. But when you're at a point where Damian Lillard is 11 years in, you've said repeatedly you want to be a blazer for life. And he, he makes one request of please trade the pick and get me a, a veteran star. I, do, I don't think that's unrealistic. I think, I think his, the, the best shots that he's had have been with LaMarcus Aldridge early in his career or, the year uh, few years ago when he still had CJ McCollum and a healthy Yusuf Nurkic. Those were his best shots. He wants to play with with veterans. He doesn't even necessarily says he wants to go make a super team or go to a super team or play with superstars. He just wants veterans that have been in this league. He doesn't want to play with young players, and I don't think that's unrealistic. Um, and I think it's wildly selfish of of the trailblazers to say of, of him to make this request. And they said, no, we're going to go get Scoot Henderson, who is also a ball dominant guard, much like Damian Lillard. And then to not help Lillard with the trade destination that he wants. Now, one thing I did here earlier today, which I find very interesting is that apparently the Toronto Raptors have emerged as a possible dark horse destination for Damian Lillard. And they have, reportedly already made an offer to Portland. And me personally, if I was Portland, I would take this deal. And if I was Dame, I'd be thrilled. Portland has reportedly offered Pascal Siakam, Otto Porter Jr., Christian Coloco, and three first-round picks over the next several years for Damian Lillard. If you're Portland and you're trying to rebuild around Shaden Sharp and Scoot Henderson, bringing in Pascal Siakam and Otto Porter Jr., would be brilliant. It would give Scoot a big man to play with in Siakam, who I think is one of the top 20 players in this league. Otto Porter Jr. is a more than serviceable role player, I think, and first rounds, three first round picks to continue building. I think this is a great trade for Portland, but more importantly, for Dame, it it would pair him with OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, and, and new... Toronto first round pick Grady Dick. I think this I think this would be a really really interesting situation for Damian Lillard. It, it it would repair him with former Portland teammate Gary Trent Jr. I think this is a win-win on both sides. Uh so I for one am rooting for this to happen over the Miami thing. I don't know if Miami's going to happen because Portland was not thrilled with their offer. You know it had to had to revolve around Tyler Hero. Duncan Robinson was probably was was probably also included in that deal. I wouldn't be thrilled with either of those two options either. So if I'm if I'm either the Portland organization or Damian Lillard, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked about this this 
post-trade. Pascal Siakam, Otto Porter Jr., Christian Coloco, three first-rounders, four Dame, pairs him with OGN Anobi, Scotty Barnes, and Grady Dick. I like it. I think I, I would like to see it happen. Toronto would then have to go get a big man because they'd be giving up. They'd be giving up Siakam, so they would have to go get some size. But other than that, I think this is a great, great, great trade for both sides. It doesn't surprise me, however, that Portland is being stingy with Dame's request, because I came across a post this week from ESPN that talked about the history that Portland has in dealing with their star players. And maybe the three best players in in Trailblazers history are Bill Walton, Clyde Drexler, and Damian Lillard. And these are the three people that were on this bit of news. Bill Walton won the NBA Finals with Portland in 1977. It's their only championship. Then he requested a trade because because of, quote, unethical treatment of his and other players' injuries by the front office. He sat out a season due to a foot injury and left in free agency. Clyde Drexler led led the team to the 1990 and 1992 NBA Finals. He's the all-time games played leader in 867. And then he requested a trade to a contender in 1995 when the team started to rebuild. Damian Lillard won one rookie of the year. He He's the Blazers' all-time leading scorer, and he requested a trade this offseason when the team wasn't making an effort to win with saying that Miami is his preferred team. Now, when I look at this, I see a history of ownership and the front office closing ranks when when players voice their displeasure. The Clyde Drexler teams were very good. They weren't good enough because they came up against the likes of Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons. They came up against the likes of Michael Jordan and the Bulls. They were good. They weren't good enough to win. It sounds very similar to some some of Damian Lillard's teams. Um, with the Bill Walton thing, when he accused them of, of poor, poor treatment of injuries, this to me looks like a franchise that has a history of not managing very well, of not taking advantage of their opportunities, of closing ranks when there's a problem and, and kind of shutting out their players. So it doesn't surprise me that they only have the one championship in 1977. It doesn't surprise me that despite having, despite having franchise cornerstones like Clyde Drexler and Damian Lillard, that this group only has one finals of one finals victory and only a, a handful of, of finals appearances because they clearly they say they put winning first and they clearly don't they clearly don't have they they didn't have what it takes to build a winner around Clyde Drexler who other than Damian Lillard is the best player to ever ever play in Portland they they they, they didn't pull the trigger for for Dame despite how many times he pleaded with them to go get to go get players to build to build something and they wouldn't do it so it doesn't surprise me at all that this is a problem it doesn't surprise me at all that that yet again portland has has had a request from a player who's been very loyal to them and they've they've just they've they've done their own thing and it doesn't surprise me at all that they have have only have the one championship since 1977 the mlb all-star the mlb all-stars have been named the the starters were named earlier this week. 
all with the exception of the starting pitchers because those are chosen by the managers, which are chosen as the managers of the of the World Series the previous year, which is the which was the Astros and the Phillies. So those those managers will make this the the starting pitcher selections. But other than that, starters have been selected. The rosters have been filled out. The Atlanta Braves and the Texas Rangers lead lead the major leagues in all-star selections. Atlanta with eight and Texas with six. Ronald Acuna was the top vote getter in in the National League. He 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 was automatically in uh, last night in the Braves telecast. They made a point of um, Braves rookie starting pitcher Bryce Elder was also selected to the All-Star game. His first. Congratulations, Bryce. And they made a point on the telecast to mention that Bryce Elder, he was surrounded on the infield by All-Stars. The entire Braves infield was selected. Matt Olson, Sean Murphy, uh, Ozzy Albies. Orlando Arcia and Austin Riley, every single one of them was selected to the All-Star team. And and Bryce Elder as well. So the entire infield, including the pitcher, was selected. Texas leads the American League with six selections. And so and I I think the MLB All-Star game is still one of the better All-Star games because the the NBA and the NFL have descended into madness with with the rule changes and different kind of things. So the Ma- Major League Baseball All-Star game is still one of the better ones. It is the only one where they still wear their own uniforms. I think this is something that the NBA needs to get back to. They need to get back to wearing their own uniforms. I just think it's a fun look. It's it's something different. Um the Home Run Derby Six players have confirmed their participation in the Home Run Derby. Randy Rosarena, Pete Alonso, who is a two-time champion of the Derby, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Julio Rodriguez, Mookie Betts, and Orioles rookie Adley Rutschman round out those who have confirmed their participation in the Derby. Still two slots are left to fill. Ronald Acuna has already turned it down, saying he he's done it before and he wants to give others who haven't a chance to do it, but he does hope to do it again at some point in his career. I commend this choice, but I think having Ronald there with the season he's having, he he's having an MVP type season. For me, he's the front runner for NL MVP. Um and I believe it would be super fun to see see him be out there this time. Uh, but I respect his decision not to be in there. I would I would love to see with with two slots left to fill in the Derby. I would love to see Adelise Garcia, Fernando Tatis, maybe Austin, maybe Ronald's Atlanta teammate Austin Riley, maybe I don't know Joey Gallo since that's his bread and butter. I don't know. I think there are several options that I'd love to see fill out the Derby. We'll see. The Home Run Derby is still one of the best inclusions of any all-star festivity weekend ever. I would love to see the NBA bring back. They did this one year. I think it was back in like 2010 or something. They did a horse. They they did a, they did a horse competition, and I would love to see that come back. Um, 
But as of right now, the Derby is one of the better things. I personally love the Celebrity All-Star game or the softball game. I, I love that. But the Derby is just a good time. There's still two slots left to fill. I'm excited to see what happens. And I want to circle back because, because it frustrates me that it's come to this in Portland. Damian Lillard has made it so clear that he wants to be in Portland for life. And, 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 and how rare that is. And the Trailblazers have just said, nope. You want a star? We're, we're, you want a star veteran? We're going to draft Scoot Henderson. You request a trade to, and, and prefer to be in Miami? We're going to try to trade you to somewhere else. It, I think it's wrong. I think it's a dirty move to a player that's been so loyal. It it honestly reminds me of Freddie Freeman leaving leaving the the Braves and and Yankees first baseman um, Anthony Rizzo, who had loyalty of his own to the Cubs, saying, "If if Freddie Freeman isn't a Brave, there's no loyalty in this game." And I, and I and I believe the same thing can be seen, can be said about what's happening in Portland right now. Damian Lillard gave them every opportunity to build around him. The only mistake I think that Damian Lillard made was signing a hefty, hefty extension a couple of years ago that basically pays him $35 million a year. I get it. He's one of the best players in the NBA. I get it. But in a small market like, like Portland, if you're gobbling up that much money a year, there's not going to be a lot left over to get to to get you quality people for a long period of time. And, 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 and what I think we saw happening was even after Damian Lillard asked for a veteran instead of a draft pick and they drafted Scoot Henderson, even after, and he didn't ask for a trade, even after he went to talk about the vision of the team with Portland after the draft, he didn't ask for a trade. The moment he asked for a trade was when he made the request, and I believe this was a last chance request, said, re-sign Jeremy Grant and get me Draymond Green. I think that was his, I think that was his last straw with, with Portland. They did re-sign Jeremy Grant, but as I said earlier in the podcast, Draymond Green re-signed with Golden State. And they did meet. I, I, I believe Draymond did meet with Portland. And so I think, I think when Draymond re-signed with the Warriors, that was the moment where Damian Lillard said, it's not going to happen here. I've, I've made several requests this month alone, and none of them have been, have been granted. They did re-sign Jeremy Grant, but with Jeremy Grant alone, what can you do? So it, it, it frustrates me greatly to see this happen. And of course, of course, Portland's not going to win anything because they don't know how. It's clear to me they don't know how. The other thing I want to talk about, I know I'm jumping around between sports. There was a report, Shohei Otani is going to be a free agent after this year. It is my hope that he stays with the Angels, but after the report that I've heard, it's severely unlikely. Somebody, a baseball insider, tweeted this week 
maybe it was last week, about how he kind of floated the idea as far as for a Shohei Otani free agent contract, because you know that the the bidding war is going to be insane. As far as a Shohei Otani contract, this insider floated the idea of 11 years, $550 million, which would be the biggest contract in history. We've never had anybody break half a billion. So this, so this guy posited 11 years, $550 million. And another MLB guy said, you're too low. Which is baffling. And if that's true, if 11 years, $550 million is not going to be enough to bring in Shohei Otani, that really eliminates every team but two. Dodgers and the Yankees. There there are not a lot of teams that have that kind of money and can still build a team. The Angels definitely don't. Some of the other good teams in, in the league, the Braves don't. And even if they did, Alex Anthopoulos has proven his his he prefers to be crafty than to make a big a big big splash and it works for him, so whatever. Houston can't do that. Texas can't do that. Arizona definitely can't afford it. Like, so there really only leaves two teams, the Dodgers and the Yankees, that can pull off that that kind of money and still have some left to build a team. I don't know if the the the, the, the Dodgers are the favorite, but with the contracts of Freddie Freeman and, and J.D. Martinez and others, I don't know how it, – it would make them pretty strapped. To, to give Otani this 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 contract. But that leads me to another thing is if this is the kind of money that that Shohei Otani gets and he's earned it, it's it's only gonna raise the prices of every other player that isn't as good as Shohei Otani because it's like, oh well there's the market value for players, whether they be superstar GOAT level players or not, there there's there's the market value. Players' salaries are gonna go way up. The 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 rights to the to the video rights they're they're already going up, and I think that's why we're seeing a, a bunch of layoffs at places like ESPN. They've let, they've laid off twenty on-air personalities just this week, and I think it's because rights to show sports and 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 the 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 rights to these things are going through the roof. So where does it where is it going to leave the sports if players are making this much money? If just to televise these events are costing this much money. Where are we going to be in sports in a few years? Is it going to be a situation where our only option like it was in the in the 60s 50s and 60s is to listen to it on the radio. Is that going to be our only option again? Because the money that's flying around between players and television rights and whatever else is just astronomical. So I do think Shohei Otani deserves to be the highest paid player in MLB history. What he's doing is ridiculous. I do believe it's going to be the first half a billion dollar contract in Major League Baseball in sports history. But I don't like the implications of somebody saying 11 years, 550 million is too low. Because then that, that rules out 
25 to 28 of 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 the MLB teams and it's going to set it's going to set a bad precedent for future player contracts it's going to it's going to it's going to continue the rising cost of television rights and other things and so I don't like where this is leading but only time will tell where Shohei Otani ends up hopefully hopefully the Angels can make the playoffs and convince him to stay paired with Mike Trout long term but if if this is the price tag for Shohei, I don't see that as a possibility, but we'll see. That's all I have for you on this special 4th of July episode of Empire Sports Talk. Please check us out on social media. Follow our content. We have a lot of new stuff on there. We have a lot of good stuff on there. Please check us out everywhere. Empire Sports Talk, Empire Sports Talk Pod, wherever you get on all your social media platforms. Hit that notification bell and subscribe on YouTube. We're building that up as well. Things are getting good. You want to join in on that? This has been Empire Sports Talk. I'm your host, Roman Gennaro, and I'm signing off. See you next time.